Blog Talk Radio. Now give me my theme music. Welcome to the war room. We got Taz. Yeah. Jimmy. PJ. B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic. Sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. Bang, bang, bang. What's goody, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, Jimmy the Blueprint. Uh, B. Austin to be with us in just a short minute. Yo, NFL Week 13 is in the books, and Week 14 is on deck. But the most important story of the week involves the plight of our beloved HBCUs. So we're going to welcome... Uh, a guest and all calls, you know, y'all can spend a lot of time um, with us on this Deion Sanders situation. So sit back, relax, bust it up again with your brothers in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of the planet. Episode 656 starts right now. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social media. Uh, channel of your of your choice you can do all that at war room sports we'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the digital extreme tech hotline so y'all can get y'all opinion off on this situation as well that number is 323-410-0012 so what up fam so um so britney's coming home uh, oh, and, and the ball, the merchant of death, is back on the streets of Moscow as well, man. What's your thoughts on the the one-for-one one prisoner swap? Yo, it's backwards, man. You know what I mean? Free, free <laughs> Brittany until it's backwards, and it's backwards now, man. Welcome home, <laughs> Brittany. Um, you know, I, crazy part is I see I see the my, – my immediate reaction that I asked you, I was like, yo, they traded the merchant of death? Like, and not that I'm a, um, you know, a, a specialist or – I know anything about you know um, geopolitical uh, situations like this, but when I first heard the boy's name, I was like, "Yo, I don't know exactly what he did, but that sounds crazy." Because um, <laughs> right. I heard a little while ago when they were saying they were asking for the Merchant of Death, right? I didn't know until today because you know people right. went crazy we, sharing about that. the we fact that the movie was made about him and all that. Yeah, I ain't know none of that. So. I ain't, you know, my initial reaction was like, yo, that's kind of like, you know, a Howie Roseman deal. But then as I was thinking about it all day, I'm like, I, I got to go back and see, like, what the previous trades look like. Like, is this something that happens often? Is this something that never happens? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like, yeah, the research the dealing. Know, cause I, yeah, because this, this, this might be, like, par for the course. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then, and then with, with politics, politics is wild because, it's like everything is politicized. So now they're talking about the Marines that were left, and they somehow got into the penal colony to get a quote from Bo. And I'm like, hold up. Like, yo, nothing is real, yo. So I, I, that's, that's my only thought. I'm about to help you all out, particularly you, Jimmy, as a man who is well-versed in cinematic art. You recall <laughs> a movie called The Lord of War? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar that that's made about boy. I know that. Yeah, we we talked about that earlier. About boy. Yeah, I know. They let Nicholas Cage out. (laughs) So, so that's. I mean, I I looked at it funny as well. And the the crazy part is, you know, especially if you're black, you can't talk about this stuff. You can't say this out loud. You know what I mean? Because if you question it in any certain any 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 way, you're a coon and this and that. But you know, when I first heard it, I'm like. Wow, like politically, like like Jimmy said, I'm not well versed on trades of the past. So the first thing I'm thinking is like, damn, that seemed a little irresponsible on on the administration. Like a, a WNBA Yo. player for a ball who's sold and trafficked billions of dollars worth of arms um, was in an American Mark- jail because he had, he was selling some AK-47s that were supposedly to be used to kill DEA agents. Um, so it just seemed, it seemed a little lopsided to me. Like, my first thought was like, damn, we just traded Patrick Mahomes for Nathan Peterman. Like, <laughs> like this is crazy. So none of this is in any way personal towards Brittany Griner. I'm glad that she's home. Um, you know, everybody made a, a big stink out of the situation. So, you know, I don't want that to happen to anybody. But at the same time, you like, Ah, yo, they're in the middle of a conflict right now. The latest news report saying Ukraine is actually holding their own. So we get to a point in these negotiations where it's, all right, one-of-one swap, you're 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 WNBA player for our our arms dealer. So Ukraine is in trouble. (laughs) I tell you that because he probably only bought with the key to the warehouse. My perspective Yo, nothing is real, yo. Nothing is real. Like I don't believe none of this, yo. Like none of this is real, yo. This is, this is, it's something else oh. going on, dog. That's all I'm saying. Yo, they, 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 it's yo. on some straight movie stuff. They on the on a tarmac. Yo, def- yo. Walk, and then I one see group walking with hair, Britney. Like, one group walking with boy. Everybody stopping to like, shake hands. I'm like, yo, this is a movie. This is Lord of War Part Two. Watch. They gonna yo, they gonna make a movie about this. <laughs> yo, they gave. Yo, they gave up the Merchant of Death. <laughs> to that WNBA's first male player, like yo, this is yo, this yo. Is crazy. And I understand so that disclaimer. Black man. folks, the thoughts of BLs. I understand black folks, and here's what I said to a Caucasian gentleman who logically said, "Why would you give this dude back to the Russians?" When they're in a situation and circumstance where their factories are running short on supplies and they cannot manufacture the munitions they need in a conflict that they started, you're giving them someone that will help them immediately based on his contact. I got that. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, let's let's let's, so, let's take so, that. So course, the United States so, is going to so, be solely responsible for the Ukraine getting wiped off the map. Is that what you're saying? Well, hold on, though. Hold on. Though. <laughs> no, let's, I don't think about that, though. That. No, let's <laughs> think about that, though. Right? Let's think mm-hmm. about this. Right? This is all chess. What if you want them to get the arms because you want to blow them off the map? Like, what if this is a you know a bigger play? Like, cake ball. Get what nah, you want to get because now, I, you I, give, I, now, I, you, now you're giving us an excuse. Nah, listen, man. Or what if they? Or Jeff, what if? What if they? Um, what if they turned him while he was they in jail? They got hot. They got hot. They might be paying him. Oh, yo, they might be paying him to ship some stuff. The yeah, they might be paying Bull to ship some stuff over to the U.S. 
So they can get busy and rush. Yo, I, don't, I don't know, man. I'm I'm beyond that. That might not even be born. That's a clone. <laughs> Yo, he, Jimmy, Jimmy gonna be ridiculous with it. But what what I was also what I was saying is to I the watch Caucasian a lot of movies, gentlemen. Though. Yo, I feel you. I know that. That's why I said the Lord of War. I knew that you would know exactly who he was based on Nicolas Cage. But thing, right? So the U.S., the United States of America, several points here. They give about $111 billion in military aid, which basically means they're the largest arms trafficker in the world, and they support a number of dictators throughout the globe. So there's no moral high road there. That's number one. Number two, Iran-Contra, and I'm not even going to go into that. I'm going to just say that. Iran-Contra, crack, and freeway. All right, cool. I mean, no, I look at that gotta, trade. I don't I mean, even got to go no further. Look, I mean, so you want to talk about trade. Like yeah. you know, we we so, we made some crazy so, trades. So I had to I had to go at uh, the folks that are on the whole notion that black people should be more patriotic and supportive and this that and that. I say, yo, mm-hmm. none of these deals benefit us. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is talking out of both sides of his mouth because you're bitching at Russia about that about uh locking her up for seven grams of cannabis oil. Meanwhile, all of our entire families that were involved in certain activities went to jail for nonviolent crimes and did seven and eight and ten years behind nonviolent marijuana offenses, cocaine offenses. On a crime bill written by him. Right. On a crime well, hold bill written by him. So it's like the U.S. has no moral high ground here. Get at the Russians about Victor Bout. They don't. That, that don't so, mean they won't. You know what I was thinking about though. What I was thinking about with this whole situation is like, Bo, like, you know, BG was literally just like trying to get a quick puff. Like she was just smoking some Chiba. She had no idea she was going to end up in an international conflict and become part of American history right. for taking a couple puffs. You know, just imagine that. Imagine and there, and there will be a movie puff. about this. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. There will be a movie about a quick this. She's trying to smoke some piss. Next I, thing you know, I'm talking about that with somebody this morning, though. I'm like, because the reason she was trying to get out of there anyway was because, you know, the conflict was was brewing over there. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I know y'all don't make a lot of money. I know it's always a, a, a point of contention that y'all don't make what NBA players make. But I'm pretty sure that she could afford another vape pen when she got stateside. Like, like that just don't even make sense to risk that true in a, is, in a time the, of heightened of, security. I'm sure it was heightened security. They about to go to war at that point. I don't so, know. I don't know how true it is, but it was on Twitter, so I'm gonna say it's true. They said that um her WNBA <laughs> salary is like 200k, and she was making like um over a mil in Russia from, to play over yeah, there. Yeah, it's so usually she, like that though. That's why they take them something. They actually get paid more overseas than they do in the WNBA. Way, yeah, way more. Yeah, so yeah, that's why more. they you know she, that's why they don't take she's getting the off season off. But um, WNBA, she's she's over there getting that she's over there getting that chicken smoking that chiba. Mm-hmm. So so my thought and again, allegedly, my mm-hmm. thought. And throwing the disclaimer out there again, just like my brother Jimmy, I'm, you know, I'm not well versed in geopolitical strategy or, or just, you know, what what goes on. Period. But I'm figuring at 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 worst, if they gonna give them the merchant of death back, yo, at least get everybody. 
that's imprisoned over there. Like, bring everybody home. Like, what kind of deal is that? Like, one of one prisoners? It just seemed real lopsided. But for everybody that's mad that they're saying that, I'm glad that the the young person is home. I'm I'm glad about that. I'm I'm thinking that. I'm thinking it's something bigger. um, Politically. And you know the Republicans lining up on Joe Biden ass right now. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, cooking like, his ass. Like, oh, oh, which, which your gun laws and all that that you want to do, but you, you letting this guy out for a WNBA player. But yeah. this is nothing. Y'all also know this. As far as the the black people are concerned, this is nothing but another pander move, another symbolic move. Yeah. Like we said, yeah. we told them that to, we asked the police to stop killing us in the streets. They took Aunt Jemima off the syrup bottle. We asked for reparations. We asked for reparations for for four or five hundred years of, you know, from slavery to Jim Crow to just how we've been treated in this country, and and they brought Brittany Griner home. So I guarantee y'all, they're going to act as if the whole reparations argument has been satisfied because Brittany Griner is now on an airplane. Man, <laughs> on listen, man. Welcome home, Brittany. Man. Welcome home, Brittany. Welcome home, man. Um. Uh, you know, uh, shout out to Victor. He got got his freedom. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna shout him out too. Somebody um, smoking some drugs you know, tonight. Yeah. Yo, yo, <laughs> Victor, Victor, like he's ready to get immediately back to work. Mm-hmm. He about to get back to work, and and Brittany about to <laughs> she about to she about to smoke some drugs. Oh yeah, Brittany. Brit- yo, Brittany punished Brett, somebody Brett, tonight. Brett probably, some yo, Brett probably walked past the handshake and was like, "Yo, give me the strap, yo." Yo, Come on, BG, man. yo, 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 BG about to punish something real crazy tonight. <laughs> All right, man. So look, <laughs> on oh, that note, sure. <laughs> before we get started, <laughs> man, we ain't even got started yet, man. We just need to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not. At any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So uh, there's never an excuse to miss an episode, so make sure you don't miss an episode. Um, shout out to everybody on the network, but we're going to get into this because we got um, a guest waiting um, shoot, when we get callers on the line, we just bring everybody in and have a nice little round table. But uh, this whole conversation, this hot topic, not hot topics, this hot topic is brought to you by MyBookie. Warroom family, it's time for you to make some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, it's time to stop wasting time and place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports. Probably lace, lace a prop bet for how long it's going to take when Fred get on the line to disrespect HBCUs. So uh, y'all can do that by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. And real quick, speaking of getting paid, our stat of the week, before we get into our conversation, our stat of the week is 11 years, $360 million. That is the new contract for one Mr. AL MVP um, single season, well, not really single season, single season American League 
home run record guy, Aaron Judge. He and the Yankees have come to this conclusion. Um, I kind of figured he wasn't really, really, really going to hit the open market. I figured the Yankees were going to take care of that and keep him in-house. But 11 years, $360 million, fellas, these contracts are just inching up, getting bigger and bigger every year. Every single year, these joints getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Aaron I Judge. Thought, I honestly oh. thought, I honestly thought the Mets was gonna make a run and get him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they did, yeah. but the Yankees knew. Like, you know, let's just go ahead and give this dude whatever he's asking for. The Brinks, the Brinks so truck. We don't have you to, can have whatever yeah. you like. <laughs> so we ain't got to shoe off all the flies and all that kind of stuff. So they they did what they it's had. The to I, I mean, did, did we it's think they weren't for a we know the like, the Yankees' money is long, so yo, yeah, long. Money. I, I, I cast no judgment either way, man. A good yeah. Backs on deck, Patron on ice. We can <laughs> pop or maybe we could do whatever you like. So, yo, you get whatever no you doubt. like, dog. All right, so um, we're going to get on the line with us, like real um, our War Room Sports college football contributor, uh, the homie Fred Purdue is in the building. What's up, Fred? Uh, what about going on, like that? What's going on? You know, you know what we're here to do. You know what we're here to do. Yeah, we're here to do it. We're here to do yeah, it. Yeah, we so so. Listen, before we even get started, man. I mean, everybody out there knows the situation, but this is our quote of the week, and we'll start it off here. Hey, hey, hey! I'm looking for some game changers. On the offensive and defensive line, I need smart, tough, fast, disciplined young men with character. I ain't hard to find. Hashtag Coach Prime at CF Buff Football. Let's go, baby. So that's the quotation of one Mr. Dion, Coach Prime Sanders. Um, if you've been living under a rock somewhere, he has exited stage left from Jackson State University. And he is now the head coach of your 1-11 Colorado, we got the facilities, Buffaloes, <laughs> at the University of, of, of Colorado. Um, y'all know, you know, from, from past conversations, you know, we got Fred on here to talk about this because, you know, first of all, first and foremost, college football is, is Fred's main forte. Um, but we've had some some heated debates over the years concerning HBCUs. Actually, Fred, most of them have been off air. We really haven't had one of those conversations on air. So, you know, we're going to try to – we're going to keep it civil. We're going to keep it cordial. It's four of us. I might let a caller on the line with us when they call in, so it might end up being five of us. So we're going to, you know, make sure everybody gets off their chest what they want to get off their chest. In a, in a civilized way. And I said try. We're going to try. But I know in, in like 30 seconds, Fred going to throw some 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 bars about HBCUs. Because you, you always like to simplify things, Fred, with, when it comes to HBCUs. You like to gloss over and skip over why we're in this situation in the first. I'll give you that. So we'll start off with everybody's thoughts when they first heard Fred, I can even, you know, I can start off for you. I know because you've been expecting this since, like, year one. Um, this is something that you called from the door, but you're just, like, two years late on your <laughs> on your call. But what was everybody's thoughts when, when they heard that, you know, Coach Prime was leaving? 
I kick it off. Uh, so I, I said he'd give, he'd give you two years at, at Jackson State. Uh, he did exactly what I thought he would do. Um, recruit. You said one year, though. Uh, I got the file. <laughs> I, I did. Did I? Did yeah, I? You know, you, yeah, you, know you were in hyperbole mode back then. So, yeah. I got the file. Definitely said one. Okay. 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 But, but another big um, – we talked about this before, though. At the time, Florida State was terrible. So I was thinking yeah, you were, were thinking, they were, well, they're they going to fire somebody, and if they come calling, yeah. he's definitely out this was the, the year. smoking. This was the year that Florida State was supposed to be bad enough, four and eight, five and seven, kind of like where my Miami Hurricanes are right now. This is where they should be up. right now. And they happen to go nine and three, dominate, and only lose three games in division, and come, and come second in the, in their uh, division. He should be, you know, at, at his alma mater. Um, but for me, I thought he would come in. He'd get the transfers to come in because he is who he is. Um, the kids, these kids attract to him. I mean, he has an infectious personality. And he is what you want to play for. Most coaches or most players would want to play for. I mean, I can't deny that. Um, I was for me, it was. It's always been the what was said. I'm holding you to what you said. You wanted to build HBCUs as far as the football team and uh, change people, change the perception of how things are. Uh, my Georgia Bulldog feels a little different, but, um, but yeah, so, but yeah, they, he didn't necessarily, he, he didn't stick to what he said he would do. That's for me. It was a stepping stone job. And if that's what you intended to do, just say that, Hey, so, I wanted to be at the Florida state. I wanted to be a Florida state coach. When Willie so our, was our, there, they told him. Our, our options tonight, I mean, you can go in, anywhere in between, savior or sellout. Do you think he sold out the the whole black college football system? I'm actually, the more, the more I'm seeing and the more that keeps coming out, I'm kind of indifferent. I'm, it's not one or the other. It's more so in the middle. Um, because I know what his real intention was. It was to go power five. I know that. But what you said doesn't match your action. So I would – I can't go either way, honestly. I really can't go either way. He didn't sell them out because he he did what he came to do. I mean, it is what it is. So, B and, and Jim, because we, we have conversations here all the time, and this is something – Especially, Jimmy, I hear you say this all the time. Like, coming up to this point, you kind of like, it, it doesn't matter at this point what he ends up doing because he's done yeoman work, you know, within Jackson State and the HBCU community. You still feel that way, or, or does anything that happened this week make you feel any different about how he left? All right, well, before I say anything, the first thing... I, I'm, I'm living on the shows of the swag. Uh, he ain't swag. You know, I'm swag. He ain't swag. <laughs> so, so that's what I was saying. That, you didn't even know. <laughs> yo, so start off by saying he ain't swag. All right, but but the thing is, though, um, I actually, uh, believe it or not, agree with Fred um, in the, from the standpoint that he's neither. 
um, you know, a sellout um, or a savior because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, it, it's crazy. Like, I probably, it's probably the only thing I agree with Fred about, but I do agree with him on, on that <laughs> standpoint that he's not, I gotta, he's not a sellout. He's not a sellout or a savior, right? Because, um, first off, if this is what he wants, and he's chasing trying to win at the highest level, I can't begrudge him for that, his actions, right? So the, the way that he left is kind of like, you know, left a bad taste in my mouth. But I also recognize just from, like, you know, conversations this week that those of us that attended HBCUs see this a little different than those that don't. It's hard for someone who's never had the HBCU experience to speak on HBCUs because, quite honestly, it's bigger than football. Right, so there's two conversations oh here. There's the HBCU conversation, and then there's the football conversation, right? But HBCUs are so much bigger and so much more important than Deion Sanders. Like Deion Sanders, whatever he does at Colorado, he'll never be able to kind of affect people the way that HBCUs do, um, regardless of how many black players he has on the team. Um, and I mean, and the data shows that, right? When you talk, when you talk about HBCUs, you talk about this is where most of our professionals, this is where most of the wealth in the black community doesn't come from sports. It comes from HBCUs. In fact, in fact, right, if you look at it, most of the wealth in the black community comes from two types of schools, HBCUs um, as well as Ivy Leagues. And Ivy Leagues. That's it. It's over 95% of the wealth in our community comes from HBCU, a combination of HBCUs and, um, you know, Ivy Leagues. So it's almost like if you don't get into an Ivy League, it's probably better for you to go to an HBCU than to actually go to one of those other schools. Right and um and by the way I'm not making this up I'll give you just a couple a couple of data points in saying that only three percent of the country's um colleges and universities are HBCUs but they enroll ten percent of all African Americans and produce twenty percent of all graduates even though they're mm. only three percent of the schools right and persons that graduate from an HBCU <laughs> on, on their lifetime average make, make close to a million dollars more than those that graduate from Power Five schools. So Jim, real quick, pause that real quick. You, yeah. and, and I'm not saying this is the whole thing, but you know what goes a lot into that statistic that you just read? The fact that a lot of the black people go to these other schools to play sports and don't end up graduating. So they do yeah. get a certain percentage of black people, but like you said, 10%, you know, 10% of the graduates come from one place because – and at this place, even if you play sports, you still graduate because you know that's just yeah, where they a lot of the have coaches, a lot of the, a lot of the coaches in in but, but, HBCU so, so, so committed. So like committed a, to those, this those, is their a, players graduating. They're committed to that. Yeah, education. so this is a very like nuanced conversation. Yeah, but we don't right? really because have a, that choice this, really either. Be <laughs> good. Good. This, 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 this is a very nuanced. This is a very nuanced conversation because if we're talking strictly football, it's one thing. If we're talking about HBCUs and their significance and what they bring overall to the community, it's a whole other thing, right? So Dion was in a unique position because he is Dion. He's arguably, um, you know, top five, ten player of all time, regardless of position. And most of us felt like, hey, well, he didn't need the money, so he has the ability to come here and, you know, not do this for the money. Now, the reason it's difficult for me to really, like, go too deep into this conversation is because I'm hearing so many rumors on both sides, and this happens when they'll break up. You hear mm-hmm. some of the stuff that Dion is putting out about 
with JSU, <laughs> but then you also get JSU team putting out. I mean, this, this is what happens when you have a breakup. So it's, it's like I don't know what's true, what's not true. But at the end of the day, I don't know too many people that, um, you know, you, you talk about strictly numbers now, um, keeping it to data. When you're making, you know, 300000 and someone offered you $5 million, uh yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Like, I don't know if any of us that on is. the phone Everybody keep, would have been like, keep, I'm going to say. because we're going to get to that as well. We definitely gonna get to that. Yeah, right yeah. There, so that, that that's another. So it's so many. It's so many layers, and it's such a nuanced conversation. So before I pass the uh, pass the rock to my brother, be also I want to say this though. I understand both sides. I understand like you. I think about the fact that Dion is already uh, you know a legend. If he's able to go to Colorado and then win at that level, let's just say Dion is able to win a Natty. What does that do for him football wise? That puts him in rarefied. That makes him immortal. Oh, it puts I mean, him it in does air for him what you, he seemingly wants to really do for him. Yeah. So how can I? It's hard for me to to go at someone who's chasing immortality, right? Because even if you look at the great coaches, the Nick Sabins or the Bear Bryant, they don't have the resume that Dion has on the field. So if he's able to win off a couple of natties after being Dion the player, he's in rarefied air. So for him chasing that. It's kind of one thing. Now, in saying that, I also understand why people feel some some way about how he left, because it's it goes into history, it goes into funding, it goes into reparations, it goes into the whole adage of the white man's ice always being colder. There's so many different layers um, to this conversation, so I can understand why people feel some type way, right? As a community, we, we you know we deal with what's known as rugged individualism as opposed to people making sacrifices for the collective. That's historical. So I get it. But I also get someone trying to taste immortality, which is why I fall, you know, to, to kind of close out what I'm saying, which is why I kind of fall in the middle of, I don't think that, you know, he's a sellout or a hero because I, I it's one of those things where I understand both sides. Yeah. I pass the rock to be awesome. <laughs> I pass the rock. Old school. Taking it back. Um, uh, why, I guess, why are we in a position in society and in the community where the head football coach should even have to wear the weight of being a quote-unquote savior, right? Um, mm-hmm. What is it that created the circumstance and situations where um, Deion Sanders is looked at as, oh, you need to stay in the SWAC, you need to stay at an HBCU and save us, I believe that on his journey to where he as an individual and as a man is trying to get to, he stopped off at Jackson State University, and they are exponentially better and have exponentially benefited from his arrival and tenure there, right? We can look factually, statistically, we can look at revenues. We can look at any metric you want to measure by. Jackson State University is five times at minimum better than it was not only as a program but because of who Dion is as an international superstar. They're better as a university for his arrival and the tenure and time that he put in there. Now, it's incumbent upon Jackson State University's administration, Jackson State University's Board of Trustees, and Jackson State University's alumni and students to take that mantle that Dion left and carry it for the benefit of somebody 
Right. Let me cut you off, B. Two questions. Two questions from what you just said. First question, all right, you said they're better after Dion left. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's sustainable? And then when you say for somebody to pick up the mantle, I say how. Mm-hmm. Because the way I look okay. at it, the whole Dion Sanders thing was just another just another example of Koloff culture. They had a celebrity mm-hmm. amongst their midst, so mm-hmm. people gravitated towards there. Players wanted to come play there. How can how can how can we just throw it out there and say they got to pick up the mantle? How? How? Is it first of all? First of all, he's taking all the good players with him, so they right. might not even be that good on the football field next year. True. He's taking the best players with him. He's probably taking the best coaches. I know. I know he he left a lot of them. He actually hired some people from outside to help him out. So that's my thing. How is that sustainable? And then when this whole attention glare wears off. When Dion is mm-hmm. long gone from there, once, you know, because they'll still be talking about Jackson State when Colorado kicks off next year. But when it slowly starts to fade, fade into the distance, how can we expect somebody to pick up that mantle unless somebody comes there, football team or just administration period, that's, that's a celebrity like Deion Sanders? Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked. And you raised a couple of different the, – the, Again, as Jimmy has said, it's a nuanced conversation. So let me start with the fact that they did retain some of his coaching staff. That Mm -hmm. is a step, small step though it may be, in the right direction. Retain the people that helped you with success. Number two, they need to be on a coaching hunt right now for a young, innovative mind that's committed to football that can capture some of the sizzle that was left behind, even if Dion took yeah. 90, even if Dion took ninety percent of it, even if he took ninety percent of it, and there's only ten percent left, you need to harness that. Um, and that's why I say it's incumbent upon the administration and the board of trustees to put the work in to not just let that flame uh, blow, blow out. Now, you mentioned our culture today in in in, in society. That's a tough thing to overcome because Dick Eaton is now the culture of the day. <laughs> like, they're, they're, we only came to deride uh, Dion and family. Like, if, if it's all about but deriding. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me add something to that, right? So that is a, lot, a lot of that is true in terms of the players that came in like, like that. But I think one of the things that they'll benefit from is people got a chance to see what the HBC culture is like. People what think the that the crowd was rocking like that. People think the crowd was rocking like that because Dion was there. What they don't know is that's HBCUs, our bands. We get we we and to 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 piggyback off Jimmy's point, um, Jackson State have led the SWAC in attendance for the past you know decade. Jackson State is as HBCUs go and as the South goes. Jackson State has always been it's a historical program. So it's like yeah. if you play football in the South, whether you play Power Five or somewhere else, you know about Jackson State. They were getting 30, mm-hmm. 33,000 fans per game before Dion showed up. Dion took that mm-hmm. to about thirty-eight thousand. Um, and I and like y'all said, you hear a lot of stuff back and forth. You hear a lot of the sacrifices Dion supposedly made to upgrade like some facilities and coming out of his own pocket to to do this with meals and. You know, a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. he did. Now, I'm going to tell you, like, I'm not – sellout Sell out is a strong-ass word, 
and you know we're quick to to, to sell out or coon somebody you know as soon as they do something that we don't agree with but i actually thought like i was going to come here and kind of surprise y'all with the kind of stuff that i thought because i made it a point not to talk about this all week outside yeah, of we all did yeah. you know what I'm saying? yeah we kind of made it a point so we really didn't know what anybody was was gonna end up saying and i'm sitting here i'm like i'm like jimmy like i agree and people didn't really hear you know because fred you've been you, you that's what you do you out there on social media so i kind of know but i knew what you were going to do when it happened because you were rooting for this to happen in the first place uh, you you got it against Dion, and I think you got it for, out for Dion just because he went and helped. I don't him have it out for Dion. Okay, I don't have it out. Let me tell you this: right. like the surprise is, it seems like for me, Dion is far to Thinking about this, I'm closer to your side <laughs> of the coin on this than I'm than I'm probably supposed to be. But we're on. It's one of those things like, all right, we might be sitting on the same side of the table, but we're not on this set, this side of the table for the same reason. I'm on that side right, of the table right. because I love, I bleed HBCU. You know what I'm saying? So my thing where B seemed to kind of be letting Deion off the hook a little bit, I think people feel the way they do because Deion Sanders didn't just come in talking about what he's going to do for Jackson State's program and we're going to win and this. He said all of that, but he you also God came in told saying, him. God told me to come here to fix HBCUs and to address the problems of HBCUs, not just Jackson State. So it's like, damn, Dion, like I can be a little bit – and for me, it's not personal. Like I don't – works next year. It's bigger than that for me. Well, see, For me, it's just another thing. It's like the arguments, Fred, that you and I have had over the years about this whole thing, that's why I sit on this side of the table a little bit because I'm like, damn, like – he he just out there doing proving Fred right. Not that I not that what we were saying was a right or wrong thing, because we know what you were saying is the way it is. But you seem to be one of those people that want to keep it that way. So I'm like if he says God to address HBCUs and then you run to the worst white power five, less than two percent white so I mean less than two percent black Campus. Well, let me, let me run over there. It kind of make me feel a certain type of way. Go ahead, Fred. My bad. So, for me, so I want to dispel this myth that I hate HBCUs, right? I, I don't. I <laughs> it's don't, not a myth. I don't. That's a fact. It ain't okay. a myth. So, so, so it might. It's, this is, Fred. This put it this way. I'm gonna I'm be. I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna be real with you. Okay, it might not be that you hate HBCUs. You definitely don't respect them, and you definitely gloss over the reason that they're in this position as far as sports are concerned anyway. Because what Jimmy said earlier, he made a point where it's bigger than that. And, and that's what you going, do when we have these conversations. Go. I'm going to let you rock. Go with it. What you do is you always try to compartmentalize HBCUs and talk about well, what they can do for the sports program and this and that when all of the schools are underfunded from the jump for everything, not just sports. And you're expecting – you know, us to have booster turnout like these large white universities is just not realistic. But ahead, as, a, per, as a percentage, we donate just as much as any other school. We donate more. This right there to donate. But I've explained that the to finance, him several the finance times. Part, the finance part, people always get misconstrued. They always talk about the donors and the boosters, but they don't talk about the fact that, like, you know, for, Forbes did a study, over $13 billion is missing from HBCUs that were given to white schools. Like, this is systematic. 
it's not as simple as okay, what well, the the alumni doesn't donate. It just Yo, doesn't work that way. Like, they just you know, find North Carolina A and T because too many people were going there from out of state. I, I they were that. taking I away people that. from the PWIs and got fined for it. But go ahead, Fred. Tell us yeah. what's your what's your beef so, overall. So so my beef with the I don't have beef HBCU. with HBCU. I love the I love the culture. Right? I grew up my the major a large portion of my family. <laughs> Fred just like y'all just shouldn't have football teams. <laughs> so so like I I grew up in Sam you, Bethune cook me. Like you gotta pick one. That's how it works in my family. You gotta pick one when you're like six years old. So, you know, I a lot my, my co host, my, my college football overdrive co host, he's a, a FAMU alum. So for me I, I I don't have anything I don't have a beef with the school. My thing is in the current state of things in the system that you're in, the system that you have to navigate in, my thing is if you are a, three, a mid-tier to upper-tier three-star to five-star prospect, basketball, football, I don't care about the other sports because they aren't revenue. They're not driving revenue. Basketball and football, specifically more football, it is not advantageous for you to go to any of those HBCUs. Nothing again. Academically, I disagree. But but even if we didn't disagree, Fred, even if that was the God's honest truth, there is a reason why it's not advantageous, though. There is a system well, that on, has been put in place. All of the best athletes used to come from HBCUs when they wouldn't let us into their schools. Then when well, they hold decided, on, let's, 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 let's let's that hasn't let's been a long. I mean, Shannon Sharp, one of my favorite players in the of, in NFL history. Shannon Sharp, Savannah State. Cool. We get. I get it. But in the well, hold on, hold on, though, hold on, though, hold on, though, hold on, though, Fred. Hold on. Slow down. Slow down. Let's just do some quick math, right? You're saying if you're a three to five star, how many three to five star athletes actually make it to the pros? Versus um, how many three to five star athletes actually go into college? If you look at the numbers, it actually statistically speaking. It probably makes more sense to go to an HBCU because that's where you get the education that makes you a professional, right? You're talking well, you about guys that go it. to the league. Well, only, a small, only a small percentage of people make it to the next level. Only so a small percentage make it to the standpoint, you're wrong. If you, from a pure number standpoint, yes, you have more prospects than probably schools that you're going to be able to go to to be a star, even hell, even a, a productive player. There's only 1% of the college athletes go to the pros anyway. So your chance well, that's my point. When, you make, when you decide to major, but, your, but, but all of the extra advantages you have, when you're going, if I decide, I'll put it like this, if I decide to go, if I have a choice between, if I'm a quarterback, I'm just going with the position, right? If I'm a quarterback. Do I want to go play for Lincoln Riley or whoever never produced anybody at said HBCU? Now, for me, again, if I'm a regular person, heck, if I'm an athlete, I, even, I can include athletes in this. If you don't want to major, if your primary objective is to go major in playing a professional sport, and that's what a lot of these college, these college prospects are doing, I'm going where the coaching is 
the training table is, the support staff is, the the coaches are. I'm going there. I'm going to Ohio State if I'm Chase Young because I know I'm the best D-line prospect in the country. I'm 6'6", I'm 260, and Larry Johnson is the best D-line coach in the country, and he's produced a who's who's list in every single big-name prospect. They go to the league. It does. If they now, what he, what you do okay. in the league once you but, get there is not on. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's, that's inconsequential. You. But Fred, there's only one way to change that, and I and, I, and I'm not even going to sit here and hold you. Like I don't think that it's ever going to happen because you're not going to get like the brainwashing is too many decades deep. For everything you just said, the brainwashing is too too many decades deep. We're not like our our forefathers and our ancestors. We're not willing to, because we say this now, we give them the excuse like, oh, well, we can't expect this young kid to, to do this for the culture and start a wave. We say that now, but you go look back at the civil rights era, it was a lot of 18, 17, 18-year-olds sitting at the lunch counter getting their heads beat in yes, so we could have better lives. You know what I'm saying? But... The brainwashing is so many decades deep, we don't realize, man, if a bunch of us made that sacrifice now, started going back to where we belong, then in 30, 40 years, they're going to be the ones with the facility, with the funding, because they have all the talent. Without the talent, you're nothing. Without the talent, you're nothing. So since we think that it's not advantageous to go to HBCUs, that's why we run to these programs, which is why, like I said, it's not personal with Dion, but the whole thing, the fact that this happened, I was a little salty about it because if God sent you here to address HBCUs and while he was here, he's asking these these four-star prospects, yo, forget Alabama, forget all of them, come play for HBCUs. We can do that. Yeah, like, you do that, like you made it just and by his words. He made it beat. seem like it that's was really bigger, my only He beat. made it seem like he understood, and it was bigger than him. It was bigger than Jackson State. But now it just seems we're, like okay, he was just doing what coaches do. You're selling yourself. You're selling your program while you're there. Right? He just can't play with the whole right. community like that. That's my issue. You're in the media business, right? And one of the things that you work with really well, and, I, and me being the teacher, it, I'm the teacher here, so, like, I work with words. Everything you say is just, it, it's literally under a microscope. So anything you see, you, over, you may overanalyze it. Some of us do, some of us don't. But I pay attention to what you say. And understanding that Dion said, he said this again, when they played Grambling State, he said, I'm a salesman. It's my job to sell. And he kept emphasizing, and he's always emphasized this. He is a salesman. He had to sell Jackson State to, to not only Jackson State, he had to sell that vision of what he could do, but he had to sell a community. I, I, essentially, I am your savior. But, but, if, but Fred, Grant, if he just sold Jackson State, I think I, I don't think I would have thought anything of it. Like this is a natural progression of things. Unfortunately, this is the, a stepping stone type job, and you move on to quote unquote bigger and better things. But exactly. like I said, and like you just said, words matter. So 
even though this is the same Deion Sanders who made videos, must be the money and all of that kind of stuff, and has always mm-hmm. been flashy and gaudy, you know, mm-hmm. you you believe people when they when they when they seem to have shown you, growth. So, and so I, my and, and only gripe this? in this whole thing is he took the whole HBCU mantle on his shoulders, at least his verbally he did, and then it was this easy to to get him up out of here. That's my For only, him to get up out that's of my only gripe. I, if he was just selling Jackson wanna, State, selling his squad, his program, and then he rolled out, I'm like, you know okay, then he did what he had to do. He was successful. But still, you know, the, the, he the got funny, up out of The here. funny part is this. The funny part is this, right? So – I laughed when Fred said it. Fred said the day that he took a job, like he's going to leave and he's going to Florida State within a year. I saved the file, still got it, um, and it's dated too. So you said that he was going to go right away, and I laughed. But at the same time, what I told you was I wouldn't be shocked if he left. Right. So for me, I guess it's kind of like I'm not as I'm not as upset because, right. All right. So take another thing. A couple weeks ago, when he was on 60 Minutes, every time they asked him. He oh, said, he if they come knocking, I got to take a look at it. Yeah, he said yeah. he was consistent. He was consistent with that. He was very consistent with that. Like if they offer me a job, I got to look at it, right? He no, and I even think he said it, that. I even think he said that from the door too. I think he was asked that before. He said it from he the did door. Say it from the door. I'm, but I, you know, yeah. it's, it's just the same about, for me. It's like, damn dog, why'd you? Because I don't funny? expect Deion Sanders to be a savior. Nor was you know, and he's consistent, right? Right. He's so consistent that when he took the Colorado job, they, he was like, look, you know, coaches are hired to get fired or something to that effect. And I'm like, well, he's he basically saying if somebody else calls, he might leave there too. Like, oh, no. This, yeah. That's a stepping stone too. His whole thing is, okay, I'm going to a power five. I'm going to a struggling power five. If I make them halfway decent, I make them better, then the bigger schools are going to start calling. What the better schools are going to start calling. Oh, two Colorado is yeah, definitely so not point. an end game for him. Not even in college. Two points with Colorado. Um, you got to remember. I think he, he might be. He's a. But here's the thing. They may be asked. Well, actually, first off, I want to give. I, I want to give Dion his flowers. Cause I. I'm sorry. It's something what? that give I have. Him his he, yeah, I want to give him his flowers on something. <laughs> I, I have Fred, to give Fred him his flowers because he left. Get the, get, get out of that little. No, 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 no. Now, now, he, he, was, now he's with the he, white man. Fred won't give him his flowers. No, 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 no. Even when he said Jackson, even his, in his time at Jackson State, I pay attention to a lot of the things that they post and with him in it, any kind of videos. When it's, I pay attention to how he addresses his team, how he holds them accountable. A lot of the things that they praise white coaches for or they don't even – they just gloss over because it's not – it's expected – Dion says you're not don't come in my don't come in my meetings with hats on and looking a certain type of way. He's preparing these same kids that don't get that structure. He's doing everything that we ask our local community coaches that don't get named and no one knows. He's being that guy, but he's outward about it and he he can relate to every single player on that roster. Black player, I can't speak for white player, but black player, he can, that's why he can get any player he wants and he can get them to run through a wall for him. That is why, because he can relate to them in ways no other coach can. None of these right. players and, can. And, and all Go. that you just said, I think, I think that's another reason that people are, are, are upset. That's another reason I think people are upset. He is a great leader of young men. I think it's bigger I think than that. I think it's bigger than that, right? I think it's bigger than that because 
I don't think that it's just that he can relate. I think Dion, right? Here's a quick, quick, my quick hot take. I think Dion weaponized weaponized culture. What I mean by that is Dion took our culture, yes. whether that's HBCU culture, whether that's hip hop culture, whatever you want to say, and he weaponized it. When you look at how he um, carried himself in Jackson State, Snoop Dogg was randomly walking through the locker room, young dogs Yo, like breaking the team down. Brittany Renner. Like he weaponized. Them, he played my Brittany Renner to teach them about music. gold diggers. He, he weaponized culture in a way that I haven't seen probably since USC when um, Pete Cowell weaponized Carol. that culture. But he weaponized, he weaponized Hollywood culture. Not, it wasn't necessarily black or hip-hop culture. He weaponized mm-hmm. Hollywood culture where you would see celebrities and stars as part of the program, walking on the sidelines. Like, Dion took black culture, hip-hop culture, and yeah. weaponized it right, in a way right, in right. today's society that, you know, it's kind of cold off. And let me, it kind of, yeah, like, you no. know, so. Let me ask you a quick other, question, though. And this is, this is just a, a quick break from the seriousness of this conversation. At Colorado, what they going to do when he say this? Now give me my theme music. What they gonna play? <laughs> they ain't oh, gonna play the song that they played. It. They are not gonna they, play the yeah, song they, that they played at Jackson State. They gonna send. They gonna send that PC ass band out there. <laughs> they gonna be like, I'm gonna take well, my horse to the old town road. <laughs> <laughs> that's about as close. That's about as hip hop as they gonna get. But uh, no, they, I, they I, left, but I think for all the stuff that both of y'all just said, I think that's another reason why the people – and I want to clarify. I'm not one of the people that's mad. I'm one of the people that, okay, I understand why people are mad. I'm on the side of I don't like what happened. It's not personal with Deion Sanders because I know this is what yeah. coaches do. And Unfortunately, I'm kind of, I'm kind of this is the way. No, I listen, I, I, that's what I'm trying to say. I guess that's what I was trying to articulate too. Like I, I don't like the way that things happen because obviously yeah. – I love HBC. This is the thing. This is why it's hard for me to, like, have a conversation with someone who doesn't understand the love that when you go to an HBCU, you have a love that's inside of you that unless you've been to one, you don't understand. And the funny thing is, it's like that campus. The campus, I can I went to Lincoln, Dev and B. Austin went to Howard, but I've been on several HBCU campuses. It's an energy. It's something different. I went on A&T's campus, and it was like – you don't and, you, it's, you can't even describe it, dog. It's something different. And you know what, Jim? So I and most feel, of them – Great. Small spaces too, so it's kind of like yeah. Everybody knows each other. If you don't know everybody, you know everybody's face. Like I, I walk past people yep. in Target now, like damn, they went, they went to Howard. I remember that face. Don't know their names, but you know that. When you like, come on, I've, I've been, you know, because I went to grad school there. You go to Maryland's campus. Listen, it's forty thousand people walking around. You might not see the same person twice oh. if you don't know them. Dog. If you're not hanging in the I same place. Right. It's crazy. It's a different. And then everybody looks like you. Same thing here. And I'm just like that. So my, my graduate degree is from Drexel, like science school. I guess that's where my graduate degree is from. But at the end of the day, it's not. I can't. I don't know anybody from there. The fact <laughs> of the matter is, like the the relationships I mean, that were forged in HBCU, people that like you know are still part of my life. And then and then the thing is this too. It's like Toyota Cheney. Um, I just spoke at Howard this year. It's you can't. That energy on an HBCU campus is something different. So I, I say all that to say this. Um, those of us that have been there have an affinity for them and root for them in every possible way. So to see this, it, I understand how someone could be bothered by this. Um, and, again, this goes and this goes deep into history. That's why this is a very, very nuanced conversation. But then part of me feels like, yo, if you don't want to be there, I don't want you there anyway. If if you were all in, like you said that God told you and you were going to do this, and you, you ain't wanted swag. to be there. That's one thing. 
Yeah, but if you ain't swag, you ain't swag. Like, I, if you don't want to be there, I don't want you there. So to me, that's the other that's the other part of this. Like, yeah. but I do feel like B. Austin said something that's very interesting, because I think that one of the benefits that can come from him being there is, um, if you are a young coach, right? And we already know the NFL ain't really gonna give you no job anyway, unless you pasty. Mm-hmm. So why not take that opportunity? So I think it's incumbent upon them to kind of like try to build on that. And if you're a young coach out there. You know, this might be an opportunity. Even if it's I mean, but I think they're going to do that to the best of their ability. But I don't want to hear the noise in five years if they're trash for people because because black people are doing it. People I know who went to HBCUs are doing it, and they, they're already like they're siding with Dion because that's what we do in our culture. Is you know the celebrity, if the celebrity, whoever if, if the a person is celebrity and a celebrity is black then people are going to give them all the excuses and all the apologies in the world. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like Fred, like you talked about earlier, it's a whole lot of um, reports coming out now about foul stuff that's happening with the administration. It's like, so now the school just going to get slandered because everybody wants Dion to, to, to come out on top in this whole thing. And I got to repeat this. Yeah. I'll make my you know last what? point. I got to repeat this. I am not mad at him personally because I see a lot of, because I just sat back this week, didn't talk about this with anybody. I see a lot of black people arguing with black people, and they're, the whole crabs in the barrel thing coming up. Oh, he's a black man ascending, and they didn't ask uh, such and such all of this when he left. They didn't do this to such and such. You know, the what about people came out. But I think if I wasn't at, at least in the little bit peeved about the situation in itself, I think I would be a hypocrite to all the conversations that Fred and I have had over the years. So how can I be mad at him when my main point to him was, well, there's a reason that everybody thinks the white man's ice is colder, and I'm upset about that reason, and I hate the people think that way, but then Dion rolls out, and then I defend Dion. Like, I, that just doesn't stand in line with each other because what no, he kind of proved right. is what we've been arguing all of these times. Listen, B. Austin, B. Austin and I had a conversation worst, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> the and best black job. I don't even know the worst white job. That's what he kind of showed. Yeah, him. I don't even know. I don't even know what uh, me and B. Austin was talking about. But somehow, you know, our conversations be going all over the place. But we talked about how a lot of people measure their success on their proximity to whiteness, mm-hmm. and because of that, mm-hmm. and because a lot of us That's know that. My young brother Fred, man. I don't want him to be one of this them. Is why, this, this, is, this is why this hits different for certain people because, you know, when you get in the professional setting and when you start working at the highest levels of business, government, whatever it may be, you see things different, right? So all of us live off our experience. So when you when – you, and, and I'm telling you, this is at the highest levels of business and government. You see people who measure their success on their proximity to whiteness right. as opposed to being able to embrace. And a lot of times, like, you know, it, 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 even our folks that come from our beloved HBCU sometimes, right? Um, Cecil B. Moore has a quote, like, you know, Cecil B. Moore, if you don't know who he is, for the folks listening, do your Google. But he has a quote. He says, he said, anytime I get a black person a great job, all I do is create a white man. I said, damn. But anyway. Damn. Um, <laughs> damn, that's but, harsh. But <laughs> damn. Is, damn. That's harsh. That's that tough man? love. Yo, who said that, Jimmy? Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was, that's, a, that's, that's a bar from Cecil B. Moore, by the way. Damn, Rest B. in peace, Cecil B. Moore. Legend. But anyway, no, but, but, but the more So, <laughs> oh, yeah, he got his own street and all that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah Columbia. But no, but what the point is, 
the point is, though, like, um, so because of that and because we have these experiences in business and government and in, 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 in education and law, we see these all the time. This hits us different than someone who's just looking at this from an X and O football standpoint, right? And I think a lot of times, Fred, you love the sport of football, so you'll be talking about X's and O's, and we're not even having the same conversation. We're talking about a cultural conversation, and you're talking about football. But that's why I said this is a nuanced conversation because a lot of this has really nothing to do with football. And, Fred, trust me, we understand, like, the difference when it comes to everything else, but you can't separate them when it comes to HBCUs. I'm telling you, it's a special uh, subject because one thing is the cause of the other. So you can't talk about – because there's a lot of that out there, and we've had that conversation before where – you, know, you try to make it seem like it's so easy. Oh, why don't the people give back? Why don't the rich people, blah, blah, blah. It, it is so not that easy, man. I, like the populations alone of these schools, it just doesn't call for that kind of money to match anything that a Power 5 school is doing just off population alone. You know what I'm saying? But and Fred, you, the crazy part is with our budgets being systematically taken away, we're still producing – Listen, over 30% of all STEM students come from HBCUs. Anybody right. that's black and they, the and they struggling on their education likely, budget, let alone sports. Yeah, more than likely you come from an HBCU, right? So then, so then it gets into a conversation where we start talking about three- to five-star recruits, and you talk about people that want to major in football. All right, I get that. But the fact of the matter is only 1% are making it. So, therefore, you're better off going to an HBCU anyway if you want to have success and build long-term wealth or actually survive in, in, in the world. You're probably better off. But let me. I was talking to. I was talking to. I was talking to a pro. Real quick, I was talking to a pro athlete last night, right? And he was joking. Um, and he played in the NBA, Daryl Hardy. But he was telling. He was joking. He was like, "Yo, the funny thing is, a lot of these dudes that um, you know, think they're going pro and don't go pro. He said they all end up used car salesmen for a booster. He said that's. He said somebody should right. do a study and Bruce see how many care them for the rest of their life. Used, you know, end up as a car salesman because they thought they were going to the pros and they didn't go to the pros. Like that's what they do. They end up working for the boosters car a car lot. Like is 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 comical almost, right? Because most folks don't go pro. Of course. Uh one percent go pro. I mean I, I get all of that. For and, and yeah, we are having to a degree to to a degree we are having a completely different uh conversation. I'm talking football. You guys are talking culture, socioeconomic situations. So for me, it, it's always been you. Can, for me, I can separate the two because I'm not concerned when it comes to when you guys bring me on here. My job is to give you the football side of it. So I'm for me. I'm not, and I did not. I did not uh, attend the HBCU. Been on campuses, yes. Have family that's there, yes. But I can. That's their experience, right? So for me, it is it is a completely different uh, conversation, and I do get where you guys are coming from. Like Jimmy said, um, having a different, a deeper connection to the to the school you went to, it's different. I mean, but you also, Fred, a lot of state, times you say this out of your mouth, like people make excuses for HBCUs and why they can't compete. Like, what what do you think those excuses are? So we can address those. Hmm. <laughs> Because I know we always have this money conversation, and you make it sound so easy. You just be like, well, tell Jay-Z and Diddy. Well, them niggas didn't go to – well, Diddy did, but 
Jay Z ain't school. So like, how we just respect him? It wasn't like even though he's black, how we just expect him to care? We like we just can't call rich people like yo, because the amazing part about it is rich HBC alumni do give a grip, and y'all are just flossing over that probably because they didn't say oh give this specifically to the football team because they're not in position to do that. The whole school is poor, (laughs) so we can't just say. Give this to but the you football know what? team. Make their facilities. You know better. one thing. You know one thing. I do think that I do wish. I've had this conversation with like um you know people that work at the highest levels at a couple of HBCUs. I've actually had this conversation with them. I think that one of the things that HBCU should do um is I think that at this point we have too many of them. Um, I think some of them should merge. Yeah, and merge I think um that actually, I've heard that conversation that, a few times. I mean, because I'm, I'm 45 but, years old, and there's some that I'm just hearing of for the first we, time. We, like, get, we can get rid of Wilberforce. But it, but it, <laughs> At no, least I heard of Wilberforce. No Wilberforce I hear different ones every day that I've never I've heard of Wilberforce. Yeah, like, but, but, you know, the thing is, though, their response to me um, a lot of times is that it, that's not as easy as it sounds because some are run by the state, some aren't. Like, you know, it's just a lot of yeah, yeah. a lot of nuanced stuff that I'm yeah. not familiar with, but I do think that um, like a lot of the ones in like, Maryland, I think are run by the state, like Maryland Eastern Shore, Morgan, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. And, and that's the thing: people, people who do give to HBCUs that didn't attend those particular schools, a lot of those people just give to the popular ones. So yeah, Howard get a grip of money from people every year, but. Like, that's not spreading over the 106 HBCUs that are out there. You know what I mean? Um, B, you got something yeah. real quick because we're about to take a call. No, nah, man, I just, you know, to quote a, a gentleman who was referenced earlier, <coughs> all us blacks got is sports and entertainment. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of difficult to separate um to separate sports out. And and I know it can be an arduous task living in a constant state of consciousness. And, and, and the brother, um, the brother James Baldwin says to be conscious is to be as a black man is to be in a constant state of rage. And I've had this conversation with you offline, Fred, when it's like, damn, bro, why we can't just enjoy sports? Why we can't just enjoy NFL or NBA? Why has it always got to be, you know, a battle? And one of the things that, that changed for me wasn't going to an HBCU, wasn't becoming a part of the media. It was really having a son and a daughter who are yeah. black. And you see how stuff affects the world, mm-hmm. the world that we live in and that we're leaving for them and the things that they will have to battle and deal with that are completely unfair. I, I don't want to raise my children as rugged individualists because that's failure too, no matter how much wealth you acquire. But I also want oh. them to be that there are people out there that are skin, skin folk that aren't kin folk that don't share and. And Fred, I know we give you a hard time, but I, I, I know that you're you're a good brother, man, and, and, and I see some of the things you do from an educational context as a teacher and what you have to battle as an educator in Florida. A black man <laughs> teaching school in Florida is a hero to begin with, unless you just say <laughs> on, on their 
If you unless you on your straight Herschel Walker move, you 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 got to do some heroics to teach in Florida. Oh, trust me, if you only knew, if you only knew. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they, they want Fred to teach that slavery was voluntary and that all slaves. <laughs> Oh, they got hey, Fred teaching hey, that, we, that that Donda curriculum. <laughs> we have, Good morning, they, they, Donda. At Yo, this point, my man had parkour class. I don't want to divert too much. I want to divert too much, but now in Florida they say that um, critical race theory has entered math. I'm a math teacher, and we've wow. gotten that point to that point that we they are removing math books. Because Dang. there's one sentence that a parent does not like, and it's, oh, that is critical race theory, not even knowing what critical race theory. The math so, book probably say something like, so, so, uh, so, Jimmy's black so dad Fred. had a million dollars. Think like, a oh, black man in Florida can have a million dollars. Yeah, guy, yo. That's what he's teaching that dollar the curriculum. Living, living in that reality, and I'm not knocking PWIs. I'm not. Well, maybe I am. You're sending your child I used to go, over to go play PWI. football not, or I mean, basketball okay. in a culture where they're sitting in a classroom next to a a CTR opponent, a, a CRT opponent, critical race theory, like like their culture permit. And so for us, and I and I am going to speak for for my co-host for us. That HBCU was so much more than the sports experience that we love and had. It was, it was, it was healing. It was nurturing. It was like you know what? It makes you tough. But it makes you tough because it is a struggle. It is a struggle. Like but the, when I used to go over to Maryland when I was an undergrad, when I used to go just visit the campuses of bigger schools, like. It made me feel, you know, just like me growing up. I'm like, damn, we damn near live in the hood compared to what they're doing over here. Like, I went over, remember, shout out to, to Kelly from uh, Central 254. Remember, Jim, she went to um, University of Maryland. So I went over there with, like, five dudes. We just hanging around, right? She takes us to the to the calf. And it's like, she like, yeah, get what y'all want. And it's huge. Like, their calf is, we could fit, like, 15 of our cafeterias in the, in the just this one, you know, they be having like four or five, but into this one that she took us to that has all kinds of different kinds of food everywhere. You know, the HBCU, you got the yeah. main stuff. You either eat this or you don't eat, or you can go over to like the burger station. Yeah, we, we, a little different shit like that. Yeah, Howard, but it was so ago. many, it was so many like different things to eat. And she just told us, oh, go ahead and uh, y'all, y'all can just get what you want. And it was like four of us. And I'm like, oh, word? And she's like, oh, well, you know, I got to I gotta use a certain amount of money on my card every month anyway, so I'm nowhere near it, so go ahead. I'm like, damn, that's not how it works. We at, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got to join Thanksgiving. If I was so, here more man, than three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like, they're going to tell me to roll because i already been here. Like, it don't even work like that for us. So it, it was a whole so different... I was going, yo, 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 Fred, yo, I was Fred, going, you um, wasn't allowed. I know, I remember my meal plan. The point that I wasn't allowed in the calf more than twice a day. Yeah, you actually y'all. had a meal plan that told you how many meals you could have per day. Dog, and, I was I was on I was on um I was on Harvard's campus a couple months ago, and this is a grown man in, in his forties, and I was like, yo, I don't want to leave. Like, 
Yo, their <laughs> campus is crazy. Same thing. Speaking of Dartmouth, when I used to go up there to visit the the X, like it was just a different world. Like it was 1995. They had to have computers in their room. They were desktops. They weren't laptops. But I had a brother had typewriter, a like an electric typewriter, and so that was the ish. They couldn't do anything no. without a computer. Like everything is so advanced. You know, HBCUs, when we first got there, you still standing in line to register for classes. Like, they're just so far behind because that's the the funding. Like, it's it's a whole different world, Fred. But that struggle makes you love it even more. It makes you tougher. Like, that's how, like, a lot of families come up real close-knit because they've been through a struggle together. Then you see rich families where the kids don't even like each other because they've been loners all their life because – they got their own money, and they can go do what they want. I'm telling you, it's different when you struggle. So that's what I'm saying. Is I know how you feel. That's like B said. He, he, we know how you feel when we want to talk sports, and then it gets into that. But I don't think the two can be separated in this situation because I guess a lot of people blaming HBCUs for HBCU problems. There are I really don't think that's fair. There, like HBCUs exist for a reason. Because they wouldn't let us get educated but that's why I think or this play is such sports a, at this. That's why I think this is such a unique, a unique conversation because of Dion, because of the wealth that Dion already has. Because it's another part of this yeah. too, right? Where the only thing that certain folks saw in this conversation, like, hold, and hold I, on, I, hold I was, on. haven't really even. No, I was going to bring Tobias on because I know that was one of his points too. So we're going to get him in on this conversation as well. Just hold on for a minute, and then you can continue your sentence. Okay. Tobias, what's up? Now. What's going on, gentlemen? Is a fan All of right. the biggest college football program in the land, hey. the best, the hey. biggest. First, so he don't have first these kind of problems. Yeah. Oh, hey, and he don't Alabama have runs a clean program, by the way. Alabama has a program on top. But you saw Saban in that new recruit. You saw Saban in that recruit riding that new Benz the other day. Hey, literally, it's all legal now. On the floor, so they wouldn't get it dirty during the I test drive. One of his defensive assistants. Like, I'm like, yo, they put this on social media. I'm like, they don't even care. Why? Why we? Hold on, real quick, y'all. Real quick, y'all. Why we still talking about Alabama? They has been. That's Georgia's conference. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Jimmy. Yeah, that is Georgia's conference. I was getting there. If y'all want to make some, if I was getting there. If y'all want to make y'all make some money, buy y'all wives a gift, bet on Kansas State, because a lot of these cats from Alabama going to sit out. <laughs> Kansas State actually yeah, can. They got bigger fans. Uh, they going to the league. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, hey, 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 I go to the league and white women to sleep with. You know that. But uh, the thing is, <laughs> so look, look right. Before, real quick, before so, you give us real your quick, so thoughts, I wanna... let Jimmy finish his, his point, because, Tobias, I know this is a point you've been making on social media all week, so I wanted to bring you in right here when Jimmy was making this point. Okay, so – so the point that I was making is that, um, you know, and I haven't even really been online talking to, uh, much about anything lately just because, like, yo, think about online, man, online. I'm getting, I think I'm getting sick. I think I'm getting sick and tired of social media, believe it or not. Like, all I want to do is laugh at memes. But I, I'm just sick and tired of social media because um, it's, it's like, almost like, like you don't yo, want to see people the people have you know. You just want to look at strangers and scantily clad. Yeah, <laughs> at, this point, at this point, I'm just becoming allergic to like looking at chicks and tapping buns now because it's like that, that's what y'all did. I don't want to have these conversations no more because um, one of the things that people do is, and people look at this from a purely financial standpoint, right, where all they see is he was making 300 and now he can make $5 million, and that goes back to the conversation about rugged individualism. As a whole, right, um, when you have someone with the resources that Dion had, that was one of the reasons why we thought 
he had the ability to do something that no one else. Let's let's not like think think it's just easy just to go grab another person. Like Dion is special. Like he's prime time for a reason. But he also had the resources where we thought that that disparity in 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 pay wouldn't you know be different, right? If we take somebody off the street that's a Pop Warner coach and you say, yo, you make three hundred thousand or five million, that's a little different than someone who's sitting on forty fifty million. You know what I mean? Like. That's the we thing. We always compare because... our own thoughts to those conversations. Now, Tobias, like I said, you, I want to just put you out there, but you've been making that, you've been beating that point to death over yeah. the, you know, in the because, chat. Because, because, see, here's the thing I look at it as, and I'll tie this all together. Black people got a one-man savior complex. And mm-hmm. I look at this as what it is, it's a business. <laughs> and, and business is, and I got to say this, and I know, excuse my language, Business is a cold-hearted bitch that don't care about nobody's feelings. And I know that sounds cold. Every college coach lies. Michael Chick, I know. Every, uh, because Nick Saban said, I'm not leaving Miami Dolphins at the Alabama job two weeks later. He's at the airport <laughs> flying Alabama. Uh, but, Lincoln Riley. See, but that's <laughs> what the black, the, the black people, especially the people I know. I mean, I've seen – Seriously, I've been watching this week. Like I said, I haven't been talking, but I've been watching. I've, I've seen people who I know played sports for HBCUs, football in, in particular, defending Dion, and, you know, talking about the, yeah. the money disparity and all of that kind of stuff. But hey, You know what I hate, though, them? Mm-hmm. And, like, I was telling people, because, mind, you know, I'm from the South and everything, and I'll say that Steve McNair was supposed to go to Florida, but Florida wanted him to be a running back. I bet Steve, I bet Steve Spurrier punching air right now at that one. Uh <laughs> But was Steve Spurrier say when he was forced. the skins coach? Yeah. Hindsight is fifty fifty. He didn't say twenty twenty. Yep. He said fifty fifty. <laughs> Hindsight yeah. is fifty fifty. Dumb. And here's what people are thinking though: they think Dion if he can just stay there forever. But if he had two losing seasons, probably would have forced him out, like they forced Eddie Robinson out, like they forced like I'm sorry, Gramble, and they fired Doug Williams. So it's still a business, and I just think that people. Like we had this one-man savior thing. And I think the one issue that I have about all this is, one, the man ain't lied to nobody when he said, hey, they call, I got I got to take the call. You know, right That's there, true. I will be like, I will be yeah, like white school. Cause, cause, you know, like, like, like uh, I know Fred, like, follow Miami. They monetize these stuff that comes through. Like, hey, this coach coming through, these players coming through, going to make this gear. We're going to do this, this, and this. We're going to monetize stuff. While we can, and I think that, and I just think that people got. I think people look at it emotionally and say, "Well, he could save HPGs. What? That, that is a rough undertaking that one person cannot do. And I say to people like Eddie George, right? The thing I think Dion does better than Eddie George is Dion's doing like what Lane Kiffin better, does. Be a better player. Be a better that player. Too, well, no, also, I think, but. but he promoting his school. He promoting. He's on social media. Kids are reaching. All Eddie George doing yeah. is retweeting. Yeah. Lane and Eddie, is no, like, yo, 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 Tobias, I'm glad you said that. coaching type I'm, stuff. But I'm glad you Deion said that because Deion. you're absolutely right. I was looking at that the other day. I was looking at Eddie George. First of all, Eddie George record is ass the last two years, but that's either here nor there. Um, but Dion, this is what I'm talking about. Dion weaponized culture. Dion. Is on no, IG, on Reels, he's on TikTok. He he understood marketing. And I, Eddie George, like, you're right. All he does is retweet. You literally are right. All he does is retweet. Like, he's not 
he's not marketing himself. But again, that's what makes Dion special. Dion has always marketed himself. I'm about to say he's done that like, from the door, though. Whatever Brian's medium he had to be able to do it, he did it. When he was, you know, early and, in his career, he's making music videos. Like however you got to get to the people and promote yourself, he does that. But but Tobias, my only thing is, I, and I don't deny that us as a community sometimes we have this savior complex but at the same time like i i i'm pretty sure people have said that i haven't heard anybody say that you know personally like dion needs to save hbcus because even with the stuff that he was talking you know god sent me here to do this for hbcus like i didn't think he was a savior and i didn't think he could do anything by himself but i did think because of the way our society moves that his popularity could do something to move the needle which it did which it did but yeah. you know but then like i said we, the, the whole money thing the reason why i have why i take exception to everybody who keeps giving him the money excuse and i'm going to call it an excuse um because one like me and jimmy was just saying everybody's looking at it from their own personal you know standpoint yeah Hell yeah, if somebody offered some of, me some of y'all, that much some of y'all would sell y'all grandma mouth for a couple dollars. So that's yeah, like I'm going to take it. Sell mine for a million. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take it. Yeah, Damn. Sell my goddamn soul. But yeah, fuck Dion, you, I don't need it. The, the difference with Dion was, first, like I said, the whole God calling, the whole putting all of HBCUs in all of his speeches instead of just Jackson State. And lastly, the fact that he told y'all numerous times, told you again this week, it ain't about the money. Like he he would tell you it's not about the money, and then humble brag that he already rich, and y'all not listening right. to that. So whether we believe him Yo. or not, because you know even if you say it ain't about the money, I mean you had a video in the late '80s that said it's about the money. That's how these people grow, and then you think he's rich enough Listen, to per- maybe mean that. So why do people keep giving him excuses like, well, they're paying this the much more? Yo, he told you I don't. I don't I, here's the thing, though. The thing about it is, when he got on 60 Minutes and he said, like, if they call, I'm listening. I turned to my wife. I was like, he's gone. Like, if you get on 60 <laughs> Minutes and you say that, you're you're gone. Like, that's the first part. The second part because is that's, that's national. Listen, Everybody man. gonna see that. So yeah. you don't care who see that. Yeah, I learned I learned as a kid from one Theodore DiBiase that everybody got a price. <laughs> so even if you're young, there's a certain number. <laughs> hey, when they when they you hit that five million, he was like, bruh. You know, fellas, I'll say this, though. Uh, when Dion said a couple quick things, when Dion said on 60 Minutes and folks still, like, denied it, it's kind of like women still sleeping with features thinking they'd be the baby mama that, that he likes. That's what it is. You know, it's a time. Everybody's being honest with themselves. But the money thing, my thing was, and I didn't give him an excuse. I said it was a reality. Because uh, because here's the thing I look at, right? The big boy college football. Fred, no, I'm going with this. Brian Kelly was making four million dollars here at Notre Dame. LSU offered him ten a year, and with better resources and more commitment. And, uh, but that's what Brian wanted. Lincoln Riley left for more money and was scared of the SEC. But uh, that, but the man—I'm just saying—the man didn't lie. And even in three years, you could make an impact, but you could drive the bus. But people got to hop on a bus with you. Because, like, my hometown of Montgomery, Alabama, that's what Alabama State is at. A lot of bad chicks I've seen back there, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> so, skiing up the road. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, they got to do it anything. 
Hey, I'm just throwing that out there, you know. Hey, you know, all I got to say, before I started well, MRE, I, I patrolled that campus, but uh, great culture. I guess, but, um, um, I guess Tobias or Fred can answer this question. Who's the highest paid college coach right now? Nick Saban, baby. Well, all time, baby. What's he making? What's he making? Probably making like, like 30 on the low. Like, well, well, he's like, actually underpaid, but he's making like that, 10, 11 a year. But you know, you know about it? Can I say this real quick? Money. Can I say this real quick? What is your thought of economic realities? Most black kids are going to college on credit, a.k.a. student loans. With that interest rate, they get, most people get regular everyday jobs. Who has the wealth to cut those Texas A&M checks or those Stanford checks, those Alabama, Georgia checks, to fire a coach? To get money and get a fire coach who got a twenty million dollar yeah. buyout. You're, That's an economic well, reality. Auburn. Auburn's yeah. three coaches right now, definitely. Yeah, Auburn's paying. Auburn still was paying Gus Malzahn, uh, you know, and like and they're but, paying Brian Harson, and now they're playing, they're paying Hugh Freeze. Paying Hugh Freeze. Yeah. I just I'm yeah. just gonna need people to stop coming at HBCUs about not. You know, like blaming us for why the programs are and the facilities or no, what they it, it are. It ain't y'all fault. And no, I know. It's, it's, I, I've, been, I've been trying to tell. I've been trying to tell Fred this for years. He make it seem so easy when he gloss over the struggles. I'm just that, that's all. I'm. I, I just need people to to not gloss over that because they may think, and it may be true because it's forced to be true. Yeah, we may not care about Yo, football but my as much this, as though. Power Five schools. But you know why we can't care about football? Because we can't afford to care about football. That's like well, no, that's like, that. we're, that's like somebody that. in the projects that ain't, that ain't doing dope. Like somebody in the projects can't care about you know cars the way you know somebody in the suburbs might be able to care about cars. Like I can't afford to care about a, a Mercedes Benz the way this person can. Well, my so, thing is this though: one of the Power Five schools going to start putting out more professionals. <laughs> Everybody ain't going to the NFL though. <laughs> But people they're want not, they're not, but people, people want facilities. They want they want to work out in a nice. They want to work out in a nice um weight room because that's what I keep hearing about facilities. I'm like, uh, I mean, it's like, y'all saw Clover Lane facilities compared to Rocky's facilities. But that's what it takes to get Rocky. to so, get I mean, the kid to come. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, need to be honest. And now nil money. Right. The funny thing is too, though, like it's so much hyperbole. People talk about it. Y'all, y'all ever see, like, you know, Prairie View facilities? Them facilities are fire, but no one talks about that, though. Like, Oh, yo, can, I, like can I say this? All of, Al- Alabama State University built a new football stadium on campus for once. Tennessee State should build an on-campus stadium instead of using a Titan stadium. Uh, and I think that – so I think one thing that the uh, did that I actually liked, you know, y'all remember people yelled at him because he pulled out that cell up that, uh the Southern Heritage Classic, they kept doing neutral field. People were like, why not just do it home and home? Yeah. Because the money they was yeah. making, they were actually losing money. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, I say this real quick yo, also. Yo, yo, I never, and, and, and maybe coaches are aware, maybe they are, but I've never seen a coach more aware of the income associated with games. Like, like Dion was on it when it came to how Dion, much. Dion, and he, yeah. Hey, and yeah, he about, I'm telling y'all, about all of these details that we say like that. to praise him, and I agree with every single one, this is why people are mad, because he really seemed to have, you know, taken but, a, 
a serious approach. Like he knew the ins and outs of everything. Like for him, it wasn't just X and O's. He was. He was but but, doing, but the but one here, thing about but, but again, thing again, also did. I've, I've, never also, I've like, also never seen. I've also never seen someone who was able to really, really leverage their 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 connects the way he did. He leveraged his connects in a major way, dog. Mm-hmm. Like the uniform, like straight hand. Yeah. I think I think uniform someone told me today. Armor, and I, yeah. I haven't checked. I haven't checked this, but they said that they had. Um, I don't know where I saw. Someone said this, so I saw it somewhere. They had the second most uniforms in college football. Like they had fresh uh, uniforms like every game. So I was about to say, like yeah, they from, was Oregon or Maryland or something. Like they had but, Nike and Under yeah, Armour in their backyard. As a matter of fact, they said Oregon. Oregon was the only school with more uniforms than Jackson State. Like That's he, he, and I think, and I think Jackson had, State is Under Armour. I think they had. So they yeah, get the Maryland it's treatment. School. It's the Under Armour yeah, school. They get the Maryland treatment. Deal with Under Armour. Yeah, and it, but the crazy part is, like, he, he was able to leverage his connects in a way that I haven't really seen other coaches do. But now what I'm thinking is you're able Jim, to he, go to Jackson State, have the success, and then get the Colorado job, right? So now even if even if it's a stepping stone, if you're a coach, a young coach, like, why wouldn't you want to follow in that step? Even if, even if your objective is to get to a quote-unquote Colorado. But there's a layer to that, Jimmy, that you you're, you're, you might be missing. Because yeah, they, what they, young coaches coach don't get hired at Power Five schools unless you're Dion. That's the one, you know. He's the first coach to get a job. Mm-hmm. Not even that going that far. Bringing in the amount of transfers because this the transfer portal has turned college fo- football into free agency. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he in the beginning he what he did he brought in skill guys, but we all know here. We are, we've all always discussed it. Where where football games won and lost in the trenches. Right? Up front. He and he brought in offensive linemen and defensive linemen from oh, FBS like D yeah. five schools that you so don't get at HBCU. His, his, exactly. So yeah, it's cute I, I, that you I will, have I argue that Travis Hunter right and everybody else. But, but when you don't have the off, the offensive line that he brought in made him basically a low-tier, almost like comparable to maybe like a Charlotte or uh, a I won't go as far as Coastal. But that's yeah, why we, Fred, that's why we let off with that, with that quote. We let off the conversation with that quote because he pretty much just went on social media yesterday and put an ad out for offensive and defensive linemen, and he's going to get what he's asking for. Colorado. Have y'all read those mentions, though? Those kids are putting their hey, stuff out there, the too. Way, because the of pull-off legal, culture so, alone, I mean, Colorado is going to be better. Do? Because Dion the is hot right is now. Legal there, He's already so... popular. People going to follow him there. He's gone. But... Yo, here's my thing, now, though. I, one th- the one thing that we haven't talked about is regardless of how you feel about it, positive, negative, guess what? All of us going to be waiting for Colorado for a game. All of us. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, it, it's it's going to be the hot story. And that's what I said. When yeah, that like ends up like overshadowing, because it's going to start off with, all right, Colorado's a big deal. They're going to be on TV more probably. And at the same time, I'm like, all right, I wonder what Jackson State is doing because Prime has something to do with them. But yeah, at some point, that's going to wear off. And I really think Ooh, it's ambitious te- 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 and and a little, uh, I don't know, to, to be like, well, somebody got to take that mantle. I just don't think it's going to be that easy. I mean, he's taking the best players. I don't think, I don't think no, I'll listen, there's one Dion, so I don't think it's going to be easy right. at all. But, I mean, when you think about the fact that he had college game day at Jackson State, that's insane. I see this yeah. chick on ESPN that's about to give out this. Covering the Duke Walker hey, Award. 
Okay. Yeah, I see that. But but you know what? The one thing that, one thing that, that. I, think, I, I think people got mad at him, but they didn't understand how, how college football works out. He's a transfer portal. He was saying to Jackson State players, hey, don't hop in that portal to me get individually. The people said, why he can't hop in the portal? Fred hey. know this. Only like 36 38% of, of FCS players get picked up <laughs> like at that level. Right. So most no, of the portal, they ain't find home. I definitely understood what and, he was and, trying to tell them, and, and he told them that, that because he cared about them, because he told the white boys of Colorado that. He told them to go ahead and hop into it. Some of y'all need to go yep. ahead and hop into it, basically saying, I don't want you. But a lot of those players and I mean, from Colorado and the ones who don't listen to them from Jackson State, they're going to be in that portal, and they're going to be stuck between worlds <laughs> like they're in a Marvel movie. And, <laughs> and it's going to get real great. I just want us to – I want us to admit that this ain't really about education, like like – it's to the point now where these college these these no, it's not college education. Alabama has a great graduation. No, no, no. Let me hear me out there. Hear me out there. Hear me out there. I ain't saying those majors though. I want them to stop majoring in college football. They're not majoring in anything else. Let me finish though. What I was saying is, I want them to stop using the term college football. They should just call it like you know semi-pro. Call it what it is, yo. Like this whole idea. It is what it is. I mean, which it's which is why this is why we've had this argument over the years about you know these dudes getting some kind of compensation because this is their job. And like you know, it's going to be a few studious dudes who actually going to go to class and try to be students, but that's the the the, the, the big yeah. minority. Because I, cause you know I think that's, that's the overarching yeah. overarching point I want to make, and then I'm going to shut up, is that like you know, and Fred talked about earlier about like guys majoring in football and. If you're if you're a three to five star recruit, you should go here, blah blah blah. And I'm, I'm, my whole thing is, I think the bigger issue is we got too many dudes majoring in football that ain't gonna make it. We need to we need to, how about you're we stop having dudes majoring right. in football? You're, you're we need very some damn engineers. Right. We need some damn. Look, I need a roofer right now. Like, come on, man, stop majoring in See, football. Me, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> I need a roofer. <laughs> I'll say it, I'll say it as much as as far as this. When you have over one thousand players jumping in the portal after. A large majority of them are freshmen jumping in yeah. because I decided to go to whatever school. Oh, I'm a I'm a five star recruit and I'm going in. I got three NFL guys in front of me. I want to go to Florida or I want to go to Miami or Alabama just because they're the school. They're just because of that name brand, not knowing the depth chart spot. You, Jimmy, I, you actually are very much right when it comes to recruiting. They might want to go to a low tier FBS or even a HBCU. I mean, there's no there's no wrong answer there. I can't, I have no qualms with you about it because a lot of the star ratings are not for are not for coaches and us real football people. That's to to make somebody feel good about their local player that happens to uh, to to be a, a prospect. It's like draft ratings. The NFL doesn't care. Of, nobody in the NFL actually pays attention to who Mel Kuyper or whoever it is, your favorite draft person is talking to. They actually call them idiots. I, I know this for Arch a Manning. fact. They call them idiots. Right. They call them idiots. I mean, because they think but, they know and they have no clue. They think them. they know. But, I mean, I've said it to you guys. I If you watch the tape, Arch, you said Arch Manning. He take Manning off last name, and he's, you might be looking at Arch, yeah, Arch Smith. You, he'd be a two- or three-star recruit. <laughs> He's not that guy, but for but for and and, and I'll even say and I'll say this Brian. about Dion the smart being the sm- yeah that too, um, <laughs> being Dion actually that I would not be surprised 
he if he goes, let's say seven and five next year, I can see it happening. And going forward, he's very, he actually made a smart decision of where to go. You got to remember, guys, USC and UCLA are gone to the Big They're Ten. Gone to the Big so Ten. So who is he so really? Who are the Pac twelve is wide open. Really right having now, to deal with. And, right. and what over, happens right. if Oregon? Nah, he has a what smart happens if Oregon and Washington go too? So it, I mean, I mean, listen, you win three games. That's cat. two more than last year. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. See, if it's you win six point. games, it's considered a it's called it's considered a success because then they're gonna say, well, he brought all these HBCU or I, and I won't even go HBCU. I'll say he brought a whole transfer bunch portal. of FCS transfers. FCS transfers because that's what that's what they are. They are FCS transfers and they won at a Power Five level program. And 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 I think the one thing he's going to have an advantage. The one advantage that there's only one NFL team that has it, altitude. He has a, it's a, it's the ultimate home field advantage. Who's, it's kind of like when 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 people come to Florida, the heat. How many how many teams can handle the heat down the heat and humidity? How many people are going to want to deal with the altitude? I'm just saying that advantage ain't helped Austin Wilson, man. Koloff, Koloff, Coach Trump. <laughs> I told y'all he was cooked two years Trump. ago with folks mad at me, but uh, but 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 can I bring up a business point? And I think yeah, Jimmy may know this because you know, you know you know you know Jimmy screws my duck of the show. But uh, <laughs> do y'all think that, like, maybe they – because, like, you know, because Auburn actually hosted Alabama A&M and Alabama State consecutive years. Then white people I know in grow up school where they be like, man, I just want to see the band. And I'm thinking to myself, why not try to find a server like even ESPN Plus, and I don't care who it is, to do like a battle of the bands and make some money. You know, uh, that's your niche. And people, all cultures want to see your bands show out. And BET I think ain't that, got that? there are some business opportunities. Was that was that fake for the movie? I thought BET did that. I've never actually seen no, it on fake. BET. Was that fake for Drumline? Because I'm thinking about Drumline. They were on Yo. BET. I think that might have been fake. Yeah, I, they used they used, BET used to have that. Oh, okay, all right, but they nobody watched that. Yeah, yeah, they they I think they no, did. Yeah, and I was thinking because why not just monetize that? Do that. Think also. Here's the other thing I think Dion probably had to leave for also. If he's still dominating four or five years, so that what people going to say, oh, he was doing that against bad competition. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt that he's going to be successful. So, like, I'm not, you know, I, I definitely haven't bashed him. I mean, I'm not bashing him now. Like I said, I'm just my, – my point was – you know, I definitely, being an HBCU alum, I felt some type of way about it because of how he, like, like you know coaches lie. You know they have to sell themselves, they have to sell their program. I just think, I I think he may have taken the lie a little too far. That's how I heard you. I think he might have taken the lie. He made the lie too serious. You know what I'm saying? Because we all do y'all know think, do y'all think the that situation. Do y'all think his ultimate goal is uh, Florida State? Alabama, baby. I have, I'm telling you. I have a story. So I have a story that says he wants L.A. Oh. Not the USC one, but UCLA. Oh, oh boy. Fred, you know they're a challenge to really, UCLA because they don't like to pay. 
He would really weaponize would, culture there. Would, you talk about being in L.A. It, Dion it, in L.A.? It, it, oh, my Jimmy, God. You, you see it, right? Jimmy, I, you, I heard Who ain't L.A.? Like, you know what I mean? If I ain't L.A. You know. <laughs> so imagine, and then and, and then you're in the law, you're in the second biggest conference because I don't think Chip Kelly will last there. Imagine if he wins, even for two years, and UCLA fires Chip Kelly. What stops him from saying, "I want to go to UCLA"? You have LA, but then you also get what happens is, let's say he takes all the transfers he's going to get going forward, and he stays. I'm just spinning this forward like four years from now. You're you're playing against USC every year, crosstown rivalry. You have the opportunity to not only play Ohio State, play Michigan, and you're beating those teams. And let's say you beat those teams consec- uh, consistently. Probably. I mean, you know what else? Do you see? Yeah, you know the, what else? The, the marketing opportunity and the way he he can sell himself in a program. I, it's not hard to see. Yeah, because his whole where, thing, where his whole thing is marketing. From. You put him in La La Land, Dion gonna make a bunch of money outside of uh, exactly. Uh, endorsement. Exactly. exactly. I got a buddy who works at Alabama. I was like, hey man, tell him Dion's married to a black woman. He ain't Charlie Strong with a white wife. He could <laughs> he recruit. Uh, <laughs> Leave Charlie Strong alone. Leave Charlie Strong alone. Hey, hey, but but you know what? The one thing about like first talk about L.A. right? Uh, Ohio State may lose that coach of the NFL in a couple of years. So Ohio State don't want to pay NIL money. And the number of five stars and four stars been dwindling. And UCLA, they gonna have to pay and be truly committed to football and be unapologetic, because there's no guarantee Lincoln Riley gonna dominate because he does he ignores defense all the time. Uh, so hey, uh, that's hey, something there. And speaking of Tobias, leave, I'm leave, Charlie, leave Charlie Strong alone. I'm very proud to be African American. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. <laughs> that better not be Dion in three years. He better not be uh, that beautiful black lady. And hey, you Dion saw how happy she was on campus twirling that twirling on pom poms. She got clean water now, yeah, buddy. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but Dang. but you know one thing. But here's another one. We're about to find out how good Shadora Sanders is. Yeah. Uh, you know. Because yeah. I mean, because you know the you know the HBCUs, they were trying to put him in the the Heisman conversation. You know, Fred definitely. He won Air Mc. He, he ain't. <laughs> he Fred like definitely was not a bad player, but yeah. he ain't Air McNair when he Air McNair was going wild. Uh, All right, Tobias, you know, we're I'll work say full this. time, man. So make your last point so we can kick you off of here, so we can go. Uh, of course, man. <laughs> of course, of course, you keep the light skin dude on. There you go, man, Mister Charlie over here. But anyway, Yo, uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, yeah. Dion reminded us this week, man. Light is right. Come on, man. I know, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, the one thing I think about all this is all those people who may be a little hurt by Dion, got to understand it is a business first. And, yes, he may have money, but what folks with money don't want to do is spend their own money. You really think there's a reason these owners of these sports teams don't use their money to build a stadium. <laughs> you know, Speaking but, of, Colorado do not even have the money they promised them yet. How about that? Like, come on, Dion, you go first. Then you gonna leave us for some broke ass white people? Yeah, but 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 what happened is is that it showed like just got ran up on them. They actually they had to loosen the academic restrictions. But I say this and I run though. But I think like what happens. I want the people like the HBCUs who running this stuff maybe listening. 
he doesn't have to be – he can't be the only one. He can't just say, all right, we're good. Negotiate better. Go, go to those networks, those streamers, or maybe Apple TV, Hulu, or ESPN Plus is only cost six bucks a month, and just say, hey, work out some deals. Because stadium attendance is great and all, but your money's in TV. And, uh, and that way you could build those better like, science centers and all that stuff like See, what Jimmy was what talking saying, about though, where you could build like, that stuff. You don't think, you don't think they've – tried that they don't you don't think they've tried and that's the thing like what? i don't think Deion sanders is a savior and you talk about people with the savior complex but the person who presented themselves as the savior was Deion sanders well so think about this on his back and was like yeah. right, you gotta think about plan. you gotta think about his audience he's in mississippi where folks with dirty water still think god is gonna dip his finger in and turn it turn it turn it clear but look, but hey, all I'm saying is, it's easier it's easier he ain't wrong to these networks trying to negotiate these deals uh-huh. when you have somebody like a prime to speak for you but, and speak but, with but they need like, even if they you need use content. the quote-unquote celebrity coaches that are still in the uh hbcu well nobody give a shit about hugh jackson and eddie george like but but what I'm saying is that even it's like ESPN Plus is streaming content, so a lot of people pay for that anyway because they got UFC and stuff. Just have it streaming. I'm not saying you gotta get SEC or Big Ten money from it, but just I mean, the way that people they are watch. though. They are on the they. I'm telling you, all of this stuff is on streaming platforms. Uh, ESPN, Hulu, all of that stuff is there, but nobody knows it. So somebody That's like why Dion, you gotta promote the product. <laughs> All right, but that's yeah. easier said than done. Yeah. I mean, what, How many yeah, like, what, yeah, what's, the number one way to, what's the number one way to promote right now? Like, like social media hey. actually pays people who have no talent to, to promote their products just because they're popular. So the people that you're telling to promote your product, they're just not going to turn popular overnight. That's where call off culture have, comes But you've got to allocate funds for that. And my thing is, what I'm saying is that, like, Hey, Facebook, I got a game on today. No, it's got to be real money into this where people see your YouTube, you get pissed off at the other ad. You From know, where? I just think that you got to make sure people can fire. And that's why they got to promote. You got to beat in people's heads that, hey, we got these games on here. Check out these bands, whatever you got to do to get people to watch so that you can't get a better TV deal. But, hey, that's all I got to say. And, yes, and I'm still pissed off. We got to down the whole science program. Oh, yeah, and I'm also still pissed off Bill O'Brien's offensive coordinator. I'm so tired of Nick having these sorry-ass assistants on the staff. But anyway, I'm blaming Nick. But anyway, y'all have a good one. I told you being – never mind. Please, no. No, Dion took the wrong one. He should have took the defensive coordinator, Pete Golding, who the reason we didn't make the playoffs is that he refused to not have a box safety stick – to take a box safety off a track star receiver, and they refuse to spy a quarterback who's scared to throw the ball 10 yards, a.k.a. young Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you know, but, hey, you guys take it easy, man, and y'all guys have a good weekend. Keep up the good work as always. And you too, Fred. I'm being nice to Fred. But anyway, y'all be good. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, hey, Fred, you got any last thoughts before we get out of here? I think uh, Tobias kind of said it all. I mean, you got to market your product. I think when they best example, I didn't even know that the game was that when they were on when college game day was in Jackson. The game was on ESPN three. 
at least if you're going to put put a, a team on college game, they put them on the actual ESPN, even if it's on um, a, a 12 o'clock kick. I mean, I'm just who saying them, that who you're putting a pro- Nope, most people don't know where We're to look. We're lucky they ain't put us on free. ESPN Deportes. Have <laughs> college game day for ESPN Deportes. <laughs> Niggas speak Spanish. <laughs> so, Yo. so yeah, that's 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 <laughs> my only. But that's but, but these, they, these points y'all are bringing up is is where I counterpoint. Like, where's this money gonna come from? Like, promotion ain't easy. And no, you know, you're, you're can't, right. I, I mean, I guess how many followers did he get? But he ain't gonna become no coming home. person for free. <laughs> All right, but nah, no, no doubt though, Fred. We appreciate you having this conversation with us. Um, it ain't over. It ain't over. But you know, for now, you know, we've had this conversation. We we can go back to just talking about football. We'll talk about Dion and his program once they get going um, next season. You know, I'm going to be fairly critical. You know, I have to be. You know, I have of to course be. you're going to be. Really, I know you hate Dion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I maintain you don't like the Fred, Yo, Fred, I'm to help out. Dion make the playoffs next year. <laughs> I'm going to be what now? You're going to be pissed when Dion make the playoffs next year. Hey, I wouldn't – with the way the transfer portal is, and I I'm, I know I'm joking about – like, I'm not really – I'm not joking that there are over a 1,000 players in this thing. So, I, I mean, there there's a good chance anything – if TCU can make the playoffs after losing a game right before getting in – there, anybody, anything is possible here. Funny so, I thing mean, is, I, I, I do. I think the transfer portal will help HBCUs. Actually, but but again, it's going to help the popular HBCUs because, like I said, people not satisfied with their situation. Everybody just think, oh, I'm gonna just jump in the transfer mm-hmm. portal, and then they're gonna reach that harsh reality that, damn, don't nobody want me. They they're gonna be on their wheels. I had a like, Why you don't want me, man? And then they're going to end up signing with um, some of these FCS schools or these HBCUs, and and you'll get a little bit of talent that way. But I just see what he did in Jackson State going to be hard to maintain for him and, and and for anybody else. But I think the portal will help the popular ones. And Jackson State, you know, was popular before, but Jackson after the whole Dion able thing, to win they're going to remain now. as one yeah. of the most popular now. So or will Fairview take over at this point? That's the real question. And my, you asked me a point before I get out of here. There you go, ass up. Does does Dion leave? <laughs> does Dion leave simply simply because you can't? He can't compete for championships. Is that part of it too? Because the winner of the SWAC is contractually obligated to play in the Celebration Bowl instead yeah, no, of going I, to the I mean, playoffs. I'm 100% sure that all of those well, that, reasons that's what I why he left. Like that's I said, I my said. only, my only gripe with him is he presented himself as a savior. Not that I, you know, buy into any one person being a savior, but he presented himself that way. Like, if you come in and you just, I'm here to make Jackson State this and that, all right, you understand. Like when when his time comes, so I, I agree with you. But the reason I the reason I never like really bought into that is because he was talking out of both sides of his mouth. He was saying I'm the savior, but also saying I need someone to give me a call. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, that's why that's that's why I'm but saying you, I'm not yo, like there's people there's like some black people that I've seen on social media that are straight dragon ball. Like they're mad. 
Like, I'm not I just got rights about how everything is. And I think a lot of people are shooting him a lot of bail in this situation, especially with that whole money thing. Like, all right, Dion himself keeps telling you it's bigger than the money. It's not about the money. So at least least, I just implore y'all, stop talking about the money. Stop talking about the money because Dion will take every chance he gets to tell you that he's rich and he don't need that money. So come with a different excuse Yo, if you feel we, like you need to defend them. That's all I'm. Before we get off here though, I just want to I just want to send a shout out to my, my Lincoln University because they got a chance to play Seton Hall and they came on uh you know Fox Sports last night. I mean they got their dumbass cooked, but they still got a chance to you know. Compete with. <laughs> they they got a chance they got a chance to get a a big time game against Seton Hall. So shout out to them for that. Shout Yo, it's, it's funny though because one thing I will say about with Dion and with the the work that Chris Paul is doing. It's like it's almost like um, these networks and things are kind of like pandering to HBCUs right now. Yeah, uh, like we've been on TV recently, basketball, football. Like I've seen some games, but we'll see, we'll see. But Fred, before you go, tell everybody where they can catch you. Tell them where they can catch your show, where they can catch you on social media, all that. All right, you guys can thank first off. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, you guys can catch me on Twitter, Fred Produce CFB. I am. This is bowl season, so you know what happens when it's bowl season. We're going to be talking a hundred games, a hundred bowl games. The I don't care bowl. I mean, Jeff, you know how it goes. Yeah, I know how uh, bowl games. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen bowl games I've never heard of, and I'm like, well, who are? I who mean, are you, you covering the celebration bowl or no? <laughs> yeah, actually, 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 you got no choice actually, now. Actually, we are because we were asking questions: Is Dion coaching in it or not? Oh, that's uh, why they're covering it, so they, can, so they can drag Dion some more if he don't show up. <laughs> My co-host is on the other side of this thing. He he's a Dion guy, so like he he's a he he's all with it. And again, he's a he's a family. He's more pissed that family didn't make the playoff. Uh, he I mean, and he they lost the right. same amount of games to the same amount to the same teams, and still and they were ranked top twenty, and they didn't get in. So I, yeah, go talk to him about that one. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, Rick Brown ninety one. You can find the show. On Twitter, uh, CFB Overdrive, but we'll definitely be talking about that. Uh, talking about uh, the we just we actually just recorded yesterday talking Heisman. Uh, guy from your your area, you guys is neck of the woods, uh, the DC area. Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, he's probably going to win the Heisman. So shout out to him. But we talk about all of that. You can find the show uh, on your favorite streaming platform, uh, College Football Overdrive. Again, guys, I really appreciate you having me on for this conversation. No doubt. And we'll, we'll uh, wrap to you next week. We get back into some football. We can talk about the, the playoffs, even though we'll be a week late on it. But uh, it's, we'll talk. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate no you. All right, guys. Have, have a good one. All right. All right, peace. All right peace. Um, you know, we about to get up out of here, Jim. I guess instead of yes, doing Brian, we could just give shout-outs, man. You know, rest in peace to, to Mills Lane, man. Mills Lane has to be – at least to me, you know, he's the, he, he's the referee, the boxing referee that I knew the most. Like, I mean, he's, he's the only one that had his own name I know. I know the boy that got the that meme. Let's get it on. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, um, you know, he had the little judge show after he stopped refereeing. So, you know, rest, rest in power to him. He, he presided over a lot of big bouts. He definitely was the referee in there that had to make decisions when Mike Tyson was in there trying to eat his opponents. Um, so shout out to him for trying for handling that as best as he could. But um he's dead at the at the age of eighty five, man. So shout out to Mills. Man. Rest in power. Anything else? 
before we power two. Any other no, shout outs? Um, um, you know, shout, shout out, out to, to Baker uh, Mayfield he, making his debut tonight. White Oh yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out to Herschel Walker, man. He got a lot, a lot of time to do his research on werewolves and vampires. As he took that L. Yo, I still haven't. So is he yo, just gonna um, go out like Trump on some sucker shit? Because I haven't heard a concession speech. Because I've been waiting for it. Because it's gonna be highly entertaining. But it sounds like he's just gonna go out like a sore loser and not give one. No, nah, he conceded. He conceded. Oh, did, it, 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 he ain't say nothing interesting. Oh. No, they wrote, yo, they wrote it. I just, I just wanna, I just wanna send a shout out to Micah Parsons for um, <laughs> playing himself on the internet today. What they call him? A new nickname. Oh, uh, they call what they call him? Pass Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Pass Rush Limbaugh, and it was something else. He had two of them. They was they was killing him. Yo, Pass Rush Limbaugh, and they called him Tackle Carlson. Yo, and and the reason why they're killing him is because when Brittany Griner got swapped for and she got freed, he found out that the dude Paul Whalen, I think his name is Whalen, um, who's been in, who's been in the prison for four years over there, he found out that he was a Marine. He's like, oh, they 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 left the marine over there. Oh hell no! Nah. So a lot of people was in his comments telling him like, well, there's a difference because you know she was just caught with marijuana. He was caught for espionage. So I was like, well, damn, that seemed like that's a reason for the United States to fight harder for him. But I also Yo, understand. But this, this is why. But this. I understand. Like they not like they not trying is- to let ball go because he might still have secrets that they don't want him to. Come home, Yo, but this is why I'm like, yo, this is the nothing's real. Like I was reading about Dude's story. Dude has citizenship in like Canada, U.S., and like three other countries, and like yeah, he was born in Canada. I was like, yo, he was a U.S. Marine, and he had like Irish and yeah, he he was yo, and ain't nobody ain't nobody trying to get him out. I don't know what's up with Bull. Yeah, he 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 must can't put up eighteen and eight like Britney. Definitely can't. All right, so definitely before Jimmy takes us out, man, this Dayton Sports History brought to you by Sports the Book. Um, y'all know what it is, man. If y'all tired of reading that bullshit, <laughs> read that real shit. Sports the Book, written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Uh, get your copy at sportsthebook.com, warroomsports.com, or amazon.com. And I had to get this one in because it's another, you know, um, another opportunity for me to bash the home team. Um, December 8th, 1940, in the, in the first NFL title game broadcast on national radio, the Chicago Bears beat the trash out of the Washington Redskins, 73 to nothing in the most lopsided victory in NFL history stadium in Washington, D.C. So, um, you know, they, they, got a, they got a few chips since then, but they got their ass whooped that day, and I like it. All hate. right, man. So before we get right. out, before we get out of here, I got I got one more thing that I gotta say. I, I, I'm, I'm living on the shows of the swag. Uh, he ain't swag. You know, I'm swag. He ain't swag. <laughs> All right, man. With that being said, man, shout out to everybody who supports us. We appreciate you. Make sure you check us out next week, same time, same bat channel. Um, yeah, be sure to check out everything we got going on. <laughs> WarroomSports.com. Pick up sports the book at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on Tills Naive. Now give me my theme music. Yo, every Thursday.
this. Shout out to Dez, PJ, Be Austin, Doc Bay on replay. WarRoomSports.com. Get that mobile app. It's knocked out. Call it 323 Swerving Double O 12. They be going and you sensitive, then oh well. Yeah. Physical podcast, the tough push. Showtime like magic in the block push. Magic looking alive. Push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, pit stop and knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Corporate secrets, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beef mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.